Everybody, welcome back to the Sunny Dale Review. Jill, how excited are you to talk about Angel today? I am excited to finally be getting into Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, the The beginning part of season one is a little bit rough for me. Um, there are some episodes in here that I'm definitely like, skip. But um... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, but I am excited to be getting to cover Angel because it's something that we've, I mean, we had to get through four seasons of Buffy to get here, so. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we just covered season four of Buffy. If you missed the last episode, check that out. We talked about Primeval and the Restless. So Mm -hmm. I've been missing Angel. I love Angel. Uh, So I'm really excited. We're finally covering his show. That's that was the end of my <laughs> sentence. I'm very excited, Jill. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> so where are we I mean, starting I'm, off? Well, I'm definitely like a Buffy over Angel girl, but mm. like, that's fine. Um, so we are starting at the very beginning, a very good place to start, uh, with season one, episode one, City Of. Mm. And so in uh, this video, we're going to be covering se- uh, season one, episodes one and two, City Of and Lonely Heart. Awesome. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, so City of season one, episode one, originally aired October 5th, 1999, written by Joss Whedon and David Greenwald and directed by Joss Whedon. All right. Pulling double duty on the two yes. series now. Probably was a very <laughs> stressful time in his life, but. I have to imagine it was. Um, all right, so episode opens with Angel voiceover setting the scene. We learn we're in L.A. now, that L.A. attracts people and other things, cough, cough, demons, uh, <laughs> and that Angel is here because of a girl. Yes. Uh, we see Angel sitting at a bar, drinking alcohol, and seeming uh, seemingly drunkenly telling some stranger about Buffy. <laughs> uh, we see Sawyer from Lost. Yes. Pre-Lost, <laughs> too. This is like five years before Lost. Yeah. Like crazy. Uh, so he's there with uh, a buddy and two girls playing pool. And then we see them leaving the bar. As soon as they leave, Angel turns around with a sweeping coat movement. Uh, <laughs> and he follows them out of the bar. Yeah. I was just going to say this. I've texted you this. They wanted Angel to be Batman very badly in this like first season. Yeah, yeah like, they did. Really bad. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing he doesn't do is, like, jump off a building. Mm-hmm. Even though he would um, be way more likely to live than real Batman. Yeah. jumping off a building. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. In the alleyway outside, we see the guys are vampires. They have l- lured the girls outside with the promise of getting them into some exclusive club. Uh, the guys attempt to attack the girl when Angel steps in and stakes them both. Turns out they were only he was only pretending to be drunk. Mm. Uh, the girls approach Ang- Angel to thank him for saving their lives. He tells them to get away as the girl is bleeding and he's struggling with keeping control. Um, so back at the end of season three of Buffy, which we're just coming off of season three of Buffy, um, mm. getting into these episodes timeline-wise, um, Angel had to drink Buffy's blood to survive the poison that Faith shot him with. Mm. So he is clearly still having kind of some withdrawal craving of human blood that he had been off of for a while before that. So right. Also, very cool um, Assassin's Creed style stakes up his sleeve. He does like a oh, cool yeah. shot of like stabbing two at the same time. Very, mm-hmm. very fun. 
Uh, we see Angel return to his new home. Uh, he is renting the basement space of an office building. Uh, when he returns home, he finds a stranger there. We're introduced to Doyle, mm. a half-human, half-demon who gets visions from the powers that be, uh, which is kind of like their version of, like, god or gods in this world. Yeah. Um, so Doyle gets visions uh, when bad things are about to happen. Doyle basically expositions angel's backstory probably for anyone who hadn't seen buffy right uh so he gives the whole story about like a uh vampire went rampaging killed a gypsy got his soul restored um you know met a girl fell in love with her she killed him mm. he, he basically fills you in on like angel's entire backstory right um to which angel is like okay i'm creeped out how do you know all this about me <laughs> Um, uh, Doyle has apparently been sent to Angel because he's too much of a loner, and if he doesn't start connecting with people, his bloodlust will cause him to go all rampagey and start killing people. This is the reasoning that Doyle gives Angel. What hmm. do you think about it? Um, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, but I don't know. I don't really think Angel would kill people with his soul, you know? That's the same way I feel about it, because yeah. we saw that, like, Angel's soul was restored, and then there was, like, a long, long period of time before he even knew Buffy was a thing. Yeah. Um, or a, a person. Before right, he knew right. Buffy was a person. Mm. Um, when he was, like, in New York and eating off rats and stuff. So right. I don't think that just because he doesn't connect with people that it would cause him to go all rampagey, mm. even if he still had his soul. Like, I, I don't I don't quite follow that logic. No, I agree. Um, I agree. So let's see. Doyle sends Angel to go find a woman named Tina. Uh, he's supposed to go, like, get in her life and protect her from whatever danger is after her. That's mm -hmm. kind of the thing about Doyle's visions is that they're kind of like, he can tell you, like, a, like a who and a place sometimes, mm -hmm. but he can't tell you, like, what's after them. Right. Um, Very vague visions. Yeah. Yeah. Angel meets Tina. Uh, he awkwardly kind of hits on her as she's, like, waitressing. She tells him, hey, get off at 10, like, meet me outside. Mm. Uh, he He's waiting for her outside. She comes out in, like, a really pretty dress. Like, very unexpected considering she was, like, just waitressing. Mm. Uh, she then immediately threatens him with pepper spray and mentions <laughs> a guy named Russell. Uh, he's like, I have no idea who Russell is. I'm not here to hurt you. I don't understand what's going on here. She just kind of goes like, oh, okay, and then starts opening up to him about uh, wanting to go home, how she came to L.A. to be an actress, blah, blah, mm. blah. She ends up inviting Angel to a Hollywood party. Right. For reasons. That's um, what happens when you're as handsome as uh, Angel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go from threat to, oh, you should come to this party with me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I David Boreanaz even today is still yeah. gorgeous so right. i can't really blame her um <laughs> uh at the hollywood party angel runs into cordelia Ooh. cordelia's back yes <laughs> she tells him that she's living in malibu uh on the beach and it's fantastic and her acting career is going great and then she tells him that she needs to go back to mingling and getting um back to talking to people who are somebody so still the same old cordelia yeah not beating around the bush she just 
is straightforward and just doesn't really have another speed. Um, so yeah, uh, leaving the party, Tina almost gets kidnapped. Angel saves her. Uh, we see Cordelia in her apartment. We see what's really going on. She snagged a couple of finger sandwiches from the party for dinner. Um, her agent left her a message saying that the network has seen enough of her, but he'll let her know if any other auditions come up. She's living in like this super rundown looking apartment. Like things are not quite going as great as uh, she led Angel to believe. Yeah, it's bad. It's just really yeah. bad. Uh, back at Angel's apartment, Tina breaks down because Angel isn't an uh, isn't an asshole, and he's not going to take advantage of her while she's hiding at his place. Mm-hmm. She tells Angel that Russell is a creep and likes pain, yeah. and that's like who she's afraid of. Yeah. Uh, Angel uses the computer at the Los Angeles Public Library to track down Russell. Mm-hmm. Turns out, women he's dated keep turning up dead. Uh. Angel tries to comfort Tina after she wakes up from a bad dream. He he immediately tells her that her friend was murdered, uh, that Russell has a pattern of picking girls with no family and no connections and killing them. It's like, hey, you're waking up from a nightmare. Guess what? Your friend's dead. <laughs> yeah. Out of, what is it? Out of the um, pan into the flame? Like. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. Uh, so during, while Angel's trying to comfort her slash telling her a lot of disturbing things, uh, Tina catches a glimpse of a note that Doyle had given to Angel telling him where and when to find Tina. Uh, she thinks that he's working with Russell and flees into the daylight where Angel can't follow. Later, Angel finds her dead. Yeah, I mean, it makes <laughs> sense that she'd be like, wait, what the fuck is this? Like, this yeah, is but cool also just all. like, Angel, just don't be careless. That's true, too. Gotta yeah. burn these notes. Right? Or just, like, not leave it right on the table next to where she was sleeping. Right. Maybe, like, throw it in a trash can. <laughs> just just saying here. You already found her. The, the note doesn't mean anything anymore because she's not there. Right. So, um, let's see. Uh, at Russell's place, we see him getting an update from Lindsay, a lawyer from Wolfram and Hart, which we learn is um, kind of a... They're, they're more than just lawyers. Mm. Um, he tells Russell about how Tina's murder is being covered up while watching a video of the party from earlier in the episode. Cordelia catches Russell's eye. He arranges for her to come visit him at his home later that night. Um, yeah. Yeah, not good. Not good yeah. recording. Uh, Angel tracks down Russell, uh, and, uh, is set to go off to war. Cordelia arrives at Russell's house. They're chatting, mostly Cordelia talking about herself and how she doesn't really know anyone in LA, doesn't really have any friends. She starts crying and looks for a mirror only to realize there are no mirrors and Russell has big curtains. Then she bursts out, Hey, you're a vampire. This is hilarious. (laughs) The way she does it. Oh my God. Uh, because I have to shout him out in almost every episode. Uh, as Passion of the Nerd puts it, Cordelia is not stupid. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Russell denies the, that he's a vampire. Cordelia starts listing off how she grew up in Sunnydale, knows a vampire <laughs> when she's locked in with them in their fortress-like home. Uh, thankfully, Russell likes to play with his food, and Cordelia's death is delayed long enough for Angel to step in, fight Russell, gets shot a couple of times by his security guards. Uh, he grabs Cordelia, and they flee. 
Yeah, it's pretty great. It's like, wait, you're a vampire. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> and we had our own hell mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, let's see. The next day, Russell is meeting with his lawyers at Wolfram and Hart. Lindsay says that they have a couple of top-notch top private investigators looking for Angel. <laughs> then he walks in. <laughs> uh, so it's like, yeah, you might want to get your money back for those private investigators because uh, here he is. Yeah. Um, how, I mean, how Angel got up to like the 99th floor of this building yeah. and walked just finds Russell in a random conference room, walks in. It's fine. Um, oh, so Angel kicks Russell out the window. And, like, he... Russell's sitting in a wheelie chair. Angel puts his foot on the wheelie chair and just, like, pushes it. It flies through a window on, like, the 99th floor of a building to the point where, uh, you know, Russell's now in the daylight, so the sun actually burns him up before he hits the ground. And it's just, like dust and the wheelie chair that hit the ground it's actually a really cool shot yeah that they filmed by like having the the guy and the camera fall at the same speed mm. it's a really really cool shot um but yeah so that's the end of russell yeah. um oh well <laughs> uh back at his apartment we see angel make a phone call uh we hear buffy's voice pick up the same phone call can be seen from buffy's side on angel or uh, from buffy's side in Buffy. Yep. Um, let's see. Cordelia has appointed herself Angel's manager for his <laughs> redemption mission and thinks they should start charging people for saving them so that they can pay rent and her salary. Um, Angel accepts for some reason. <laughs> uh, Doyle thinks Cordelia uh, gives a good humanizing influence for Angel and... Um, that it'll be good to have her around. Plus Doyle thinks she's hot. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like angels like, well, Cordelia's like familiar at least. And I, you know, I'm kind of lonely. <laughs> He's open to friends no matter what he says. Yeah. Oh man. So um, what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of got to watch this one just to understand like, Okay, like, say you're coming over from Buffy. You know who Buffy is, or you know who Angel is, you know who Cordelia is, but to understand why they're, like, working together in the next episode and who the hell Doyle is, you kind of got to watch this one. So I'm giving this one a watch. Um, as far as, like, rating, I'll give it, like, a 7. It's not yeah. bad. It's just, like, there's a lot of exposition, but that's kind mm. of comes in, like, with the territory of yeah. uh, first episode. Yeah, I gave it a seven as well. Again, good, not great, but it is good, and it does set up yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I promise the series is good. <laughs> no matter what we it's, say negative about these first few episodes, it gets really good. Yeah. It's it's a rough start, but Buffy was as well. So, yeah. They really set up Angel to kind of be like vampire private eye. Mm. Um, And so a lot of these early episodes are kind of like, one-off monster of the week type situations yeah. uh which is similar to what they kind of did with buffy season one where it was kind of monster of the week mm. um but yeah, it does get better once they realize that like people are watching because of like angel and his team and their kind of connections between each other mm. so yeah it, it gets better this it's yeah. just a little bit of a rough start 
Um, but anyway, getting into Lonely Hearts Season 1, Episode 2, originally aired October 12th, 1999, uh, written by David Fury and directed by James A. Conner. Um, I'm sorry, were you able to give your rating for the other episode? Yeah, it said 7 as well. Okay, sorry, just wanted to yeah. check. <laughs> um, episode opens with Angel sitting in his office with all the lights turned off. Doyle comes in, giving him a hard time for sitting by himself and moping around on a Friday night. Cordelia comes in with new business cards for Angel Investigations. The guys have a hard time recognizing what the logo is. <laughs> They're like, is it an octopus? Is it a butterfly? And she's like, it's an angel. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, let's see. Doyle has a vision of people dancing at a bar. Doyle thinks he recognizes it, which is super convenient. Um, <laughs> all he knows is that something is going to happen there. Like, nobody in particular stood out to him. So they yeah. just have to kind of go and wait for something bad to happen. Force Angel out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, Team Angel arrives at the bar while working the room in their own ways, uh, trying to figure out what the bad thing that that's going to happen is. Angel meets Kate, um, and they just kind of start talking. Doyle starts a bar fight with some guys who called Cordelia a, a hooker. Um, the next morning, we see a blonde girl um, who was... A blonde girl who was being hit on at the bar, waking up next to the guy that she had slept with the night before. He's dead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you definitely set it up like the guy is the bad guy, and then they like switch it on it. Like, oh no, he's dead, but she's alive. But yep. we'll get back to that. It's just it's interesting. Yeah, sure, that's the word we'll use for it. <laughs> Uh, Team Angel is researching a string of disappearances and murders tied to the bar. Angel heads back to the bar to investigate some more. Uh, Angel runs into Kate outside. He tries to tell her not to go into the bar because it might not be safe. She tells him basically to go to hell and heads into the bar. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. She's a drink, Angel. How dare you? We see the same blonde girl who had been there the night before and killed the date who took her home. Uh, she's there flirting with a new guy. We see them sleep together, and then a demon mouth thing bursts out of her chest and into the into like the guy's back yeah. that she slept with. It's weird. Basically, this episode is like body snatchers mm -hmm. type of situation. It's weird. Um, it's it's there are some episodes in season one of Angel that give me the absolute heebie-jeebies. Mm -hmm. uh, this is one of them. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Angel was able to track down uh, the girl to her apartment uh, where he sees the new body that the demon has just like kind of jumped into. Uh, Angel fights the demon in the new guy's body, ends up getting caught with the girl's dead body by Kate. Turns mm -hmm. out Kate's a cop. While in the process of being arrested, Angel jumps out the window and flees. Yeah. So <laughs> I think this is one of the victims of the widescreen, like Buffy Angel remaster. Yeah. Because when he's fighting the guy, you can just see a cameraman. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oof, that's not great. The 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 widescreen remasters uh, are a bit hit and miss with some <laughs> of the uh, yeah. scenes. Like how in, uh, oh, what was it? There's a, the season three episode of Buffy where Buffy and Faith are fighting on the rooftop. Yep. And Same you can just see the, see the entire camera crew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like the yeah. pads on the floor. 
for them to fall yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's not great. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, this episode was also kind of hard to do notes on only because like the bad guy keeps being different people. Mm-hmm. Um, so weird, I apologize. Like, demon. Yeah. So I apologize. Please, please try to bear with me as I tried to make these notes not logical. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so let's see. The gang meet, meets up at uh, Cordelia's apartment. Angel fills them in on the type of demon they're fighting. Angel says that he's going to go back to the bar. Dude, you just almost got arrested by the woman <laughs> that you met at the bar. Mm. Like, she thinks that you're the killer and that you're targeting people from this bar. Mm. Like, and who's to, who's to really argue with that from what she knows right now? Right? Like, the evidence doesn't look great against you, bud. Kate tracks Angel back to his apartment. Angel is out looking for the demon, but can't find him. Meanwhile, the demon has managed to transfer again into a different body. He's very busy. Yes. Because they end up uh, revealing that there needs to be some sort of... or There's supposed to be some sort of, like, sexual encounter before the whole transferring thing can mm-hmm. happen. So it's like, it's demon, you are, you are very busy. Um, yeah, and the demon kind of like burns up the human body, like they start like yep. falling apart. Basically, it's disgusting. Yeah, not gonna mince words. It's really gross. Yeah. Um, again, heebie-jeebies. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I keep losing my place in my notes. No, I'm out of practice. This. Um, Angel heads Fortnite. back to Cordy. Yeah. Angel heads back to Corey's apartment. Uh, he says that he would be able to recognize the demon if he just saw it in another body. How? <laughs> uh, you know, just has that energy about him. Maybe vampire smell. I don't know. Yes. Um, so Angel calls up Kate, uh, gets her to agree to meet him at the bar. He says that they should be working together and sharing information. Kate goes to meet Angel, um, but gets taken out by the bartender. The demon is trying to trans... Which, the demon is now in the bartender's body. Mm. Um, The demon is trying to transfer into Kate when Angel saves her. They end up catching up uh, with the demon bartender. Angel lights lights him on fire with a fire from a trash can uh, while Kate shoots him. So they defeat the demon. Yay. Mm. Um, Kate and Angel share a goodbye. Kate thinks the bartender was the one killing everyone. Angel just kind of lets her keep on believing that. (laughs) Um, Kate thanks Angel for saving her life. He returns the sentiment. Kate let Angel know that she searched his place illegally so they could start fresh with no secrets. Uh, She says he has a lot of weird stuff for being a vet, which is what he he told her earlier in the episode was that he was Mm. a veterinarian. Uh, He definitely is not. Um, I... (laughs) I guess she didn't find pig's blood. Mm-hmm. She searched the apartment, does not ask at all about, hey, why she is your fridge She's like, mm, this must be vet stuff. <laughs> I guess. Yes. I don't know. It's weird. But, um, yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So what do you think? Watch, pass, and your rating. Skip. Oh, <laughs> brutal. But it's the first thing Kate. Kate's so important for this first season at least i won't say anything else about any other seasons all you need to know about kate is that she's a cop fair enough that's it which can be easily covered in a previously on <laughs> okay fair enough what'd you give Body's... for a rating five 
Ooh, brutal. I give it a six. I'm a little, a little less harsh on this one than you are. Yeah, I like I'm Kate. Just... Kate's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. I don't. I don't have any uh, attachment to Kate. No. Yeah. No. Um. So yeah, that's that's these first two episodes. They're mm. they're okay. Um, I think that they were kind of trying to get into a rhythm. They're trying to find their rhythm. So, yeah, I just, I think you can skip this one. All right, it's just fair weird. enough. And it's, there's not a lot of, like, plot advancey stuff. Mm. Um, there is a funny thing that happens at the end where, like, oh, what was it? Like, Angel, it's not in my notes, but it's, like, Angel goes to uh cordelia and doyle and is like hey guys like we should go out we should go have fun like mm. let's go and they're like or we could you know leave you here to sit by yourself in the dark with the lights off he's like oh thank god yes please yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i guess generally yeah. what do you think of the um angels investigations crew can't call them the scoobies obviously the different no group. what what do you think of this little trio so far um i feel bad for cordelia because she keeps awkwardly getting hit on by doyle just constantly um all the time they make a lot of not subtle jokes about uh doyle being pretty much an alcoholic Mm -hmm. um (laughs) which is kind of funny seeing his he's kind of acting like angel's uh soul (laughs) uh like AA sponsor. Mm-hmm. Just like moral guy, you know, do what I say, not what I do type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love Angel. I love Cordelia. Mm. Doyle's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I like I thought... when we get later. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um, it's definitely interesting. I think we may have talked about it before in season three three of Buffy, but Doyle was not supposed to be Doyle. He's supposed to be that other character, right? He was supposed to be Whistler. Mm. Uh, which, Whistler was the character that, like, uh, when Angel lost his soul, kind of the, the guy who one, introduced, Angel, like, sold Angel to Buffy, mm-hmm. um, got him out in New York, sent him California way, and kind of showed him Buffy, and is like, you know, this girl's gonna need your help, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and then he showed up after Angel lost his soul to help Buffy, not really help Buffy, mm. but to talk to her when the whole Akatha thing was going down. Um, yeah. He showed up to set up the spinoff. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. For whatever reason, he was just not available to replace yeah. his role. Which, like, so as a guy who showed up. As a guy who showed up in, like, one episode, I think they could have mm. recast him without too much huffing mm, and puffing, but, I mean... That's a good point, yeah. But, yeah, but no, but they, uh, decided to bring in an Irishman instead. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, yeah I need... so, I think it's okay. Fair enough. All right, so anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? We, we did it. We covered the first episode of Angel, season one and two. Okay. Episode too not season two <laughs> <laughs> um i'm actually kind of excited to talk about uh season one episode three because it mm-hmm. at least temporarily brings back two characters that i really like yep. so yep. um 
so that'll be fun to talk about. Um, I Fall to Pieces Season 1 Episode 4 is another heebie-jeebie episode for me. Um, so excited for 3 and not excited to talk about 4. Yeah. Makes but sense. that's going to be... Uh, so so come join us back then where I have to read through notes regarding I Fall to Pieces and I'm mm. going to cringe so hard. So... <laughs> Oh, man. So you, you won't want to miss that. Uh, Joe, where can they find you online? Uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Jillian underscore Swan, and that's Swan with two N's. Uh, send me a tweet or a DM or something. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how Twitter works. Give me a reason to figure out how Twitter works. Mm -hmm. How about that? <laughs> Please do. You can follow me on Twitter at the fake BMR, that's B-M-A-R-R. You can follow the channel on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked Everything on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wicked Everything. And uh, maybe TikTok, maybe not. Search Wicked Everything. We're on Byte. I don't think I mentioned that. Byte is like Vine 2. And it might be the place to go after TikTok potentially gets shut down by the government. Maybe it is already. This is the future from when, uh, from when I'm talking to you. So you guys know better than we do right now. Oh, man. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much. No. Try that again. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. Fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Carl.